0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you are listening to this podcast, then congratulations. If you're in the United States, you have survived another 4th of July extravaganza. You have successfully not blown off any appendages or mm-hmm. severely burned yourself, setting off drunken fireworks or other things that we Americans love to do, this is the Flux podcast, episode mm-hmm. 71. I am your host, Jason Lacey, joined this week once again by Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello. Lucas, hello. And we have a special guest joining us this week. Very high demand uh, across the internet to be a guest on this podcast all the way across the pond, Mr. Graham. Welcome, sir. Thank you
1: for having me. Well, with such a build up, I don't know whether I can live up to the hype. <laughs> 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 right.
0: Oh, absolutely! You. Thanks for being a regular listener and contributor. And uh, yeah, we we love to get people on the show. And why not you? And you exactly. were available,
2: so <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, <laughs> and your
0: asking price was ridiculously well within our budget. So yes, I that's mean, true.
2: Well,
1: I wouldn't know because uh obviously my agent and he's had to handle
0: the uh, the money side sort of things. <laughs> oh, probably.
1: you don't
2: see any of the money then.
1: Uh, you might want to talk to him then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh it's, it's appreciated the podcast that you put together every week. It uh, you know, it keeps some of us it keeps some of us out here sane. Going so about daily we might business. we might
0: can, well help prolong the life expectancy of your co-workers is that what you're saying
1: oh yeah I think so
0: <laughs> excellent <laughs> it keeps me balanced <laughs> excellent oh man so we are we're actually a special recording this is on a what July 5th Sunday afternoon yep. due to to uh, well, we always threatened to make Graham stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning to come on the show, but we thought it might be best to strike an even balance. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, it's daylight. It's not dark. It's kind of it's kinda weird. it of be an early finish for you guys, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You don't have to make that horrible decision about whether or not you're going to stay up to try to play something before you go Ex- to bed. Exactly, <laughs> and unfortunately,
0: we all know how that probably always goes. To Dirty Bomb or not to Dirty Bomb. <laughs> yeah. Or Awesome knots or other some horrible waste of time. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, shall we say what's on the docket today? We've got... You know, Ooh. what you playing? the news, according to us, uh, a little Netflixation on the box trolls an overclocked remix and even some community grab bag. So mm-hmm. let's just let's get this ball rolling and let's just start it right off with a little little banter, I guess, because I, I do want to say I was going to jump right into what you playing, but I thought I should add um, I finally have a girl. Working, girl. I bought a new one today. Oh,
2: you t- you took the plunge. I knew you were talking yes. about it. Yes.
0: Yeah, so well, you figure I think right after the fourth here is when they have a lot of sales. But I know like Target had one leading up to it. But everything out of stock everywhere. And Yikes. so I missed out on like a 15% off sale. And then I looked today on the website and they're like, oh, limited quantity available. I was like, oh, awesome! So we drove all the way out to the one on Twenty Eighth Street, Lucas, Damn. which is probably about a twenty minute drive. I'd say on a more, from on a good a good day, yeah, without traffic. And then sure enough, not in stock. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I made uh, the customer. I went to the service desk and she called like three others, two other stores, and they didn't have it. And finally, they called the one that you used to work at actually. Mm. And they mm-hmm. had one, so they held it for me. And uh, how was the service there? Were you happy? I, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible service. Of course no, it was. I, no. Everything
2: <laughs> fell apart as soon as I left.
0: I knew it would. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't too bad. And uh, I ended up getting a. Uh, it was a Charbroil four burner. So uh, definitely an upgrade. I think my old one was only two. Two or three, and so, I mean, it works. So, obviously, a huge upgrade. So, I've spent, that's what I was kind of clamoring right before the show. I had spent the past, I don't know, hour putting the dang thing Take together and lost, lost yeah. track of time, so.
2: It's funny how that happens. Yeah,
0: other than that, yeah. I did that. Survived the first week at the new job, and, well, the day and a half I worked, and, uh yeah, here I am. Nice.
1: So, how's the new job going? You settling in okay?
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's, all things i used to do you know two and a half years ago so they really didn't train me at all they just <laughs> they just introduced me to like the system and i just spent some time messing around with it and once i started like answering phones and talking to you know different uh, truck carriers or drivers it was like riding a bike really and uh mm-hmm. you know covered a few shipments and then the biggest thing now is just getting into all the various systems i'm going to be using and learning i, I don't know like a the Reminders. Reminder programs are gonna be my best friend because I'm gonna be doing like a lot of report generation and back end stuff that's just gonna be gonna be pretty crazy. But it sounds like, you know, my job is just gonna be ever evolving and uh job description is just gonna be keep growing and duties, responsibilities. So basically I think my my buddy is my I guess he'd say he's my boss too, but I'm gonna be working hand in so hand with is essentially just gonna throw as much at me as possible until I can't take any more. So should be interesting. Looking forward to the full week, and it's it's really weird uh, starting at a place where you already know everyone. You know, you're not coming in and there's that awkward. Well, I don't. You know, you don't know your coworkers. You don't really know if you're going to get along with people. Like, there's none of that there because I already know everyone on on the team, and like working at a smaller company or something that I'm like directly involved with, in I feel like this is like part of my company too so I like I actually care like if we're doing well that day or not which is kind of a whole new perspective on you know just being the the little grunt and the big machine type feel that you have most of mm-hmm. other other places I've ever worked so uh yeah it's it's exciting
1: that's that's kind of half the battle if you if you know the people there that's half the job isn't it Ex- yeah it really it, is yeah it really is I mean, for a lot of people, that's the most daunting thing starting anywhere in you is is kind of building up that relationship with people that you just you've never met before.
4: Mm -hmm, Exactly.
0: Uh, Yeah, thank you, Luke. uh, Anything you would like to add from uh, the past week or the Fourth of July? I mean, mine was pretty low key, just hung around and went to a beer tent and things like that. But
2: Um, well, other than you guys might have noticed that I sound different because I couldn't live with myself with the, uh, using that headset that I was using for the podcast. It was, it did its job. You could, you could hear me, but it just from a quality standpoint, I I needed an upgrade. No, I've, I've talked to you, Jason, about how I've wanted to, you know, actually get a decent mic for the podcast since we've been doing it for a while. So, uh, yep. I got that for my birthday, which is in geez, what, like another week and a half or so. And, uh, you know, so this is the this is kind of its uh, first flexing of the muscles. So I did make sure to get a pop screen so when I go pa it doesn't uh blow your speakers out too much. But uh other than that, uh I I had a pretty quiet um July fourth weekend as well. I didn't really I mean just the usual hustle and bustle and finally back home now and decompressing a little bit so that you know, you don't feel like you don't feel like you just wasted your whole weekend or whatever. I don't yeah. want to say wasted. You spent, you know, you spend time with whoever or whatever, but uh yeah, it was interesting. We took uh Cody with us for I mean, he hasn't really gone on a very long trip like that before. It's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes to get to my mom's. And uh he did great. He did great at the uh at the at the house. I was worried cuz he's never really been We've never taken him anywhere to stay for any amount of time, but he did fine. So I think partially it was because he already met my mom here at our house and was used to her. So um, but yeah, other than that, just your your typical drama free pretty much uh, holiday weekend. So
0: yeah. I should say I, uh, I had a Budweiser for the first time and um, like ever maybe I'll that go for you. Oh my gosh! It was absolutely horrid. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> horrid. I, I I have to say, if I had to choose, I would I will take a Bud Light. But oh my gosh, it was just it's I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just got the weirdest taste of. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not good. But for my taste, I should. I mean, for people that enjoy it, and that's their go to for your advanced palate. That's fine. But uh, I just it had some weird funky. I don't know. Not my not not my go to. That's for sure.
2: Right. It's kind of like when you haven't had McDonald's in a really long time and you're like, "Man, I remember McDonald's, McDonald's is not that bad. You know, you get a Big Mac or, or whatever and that that's cool. You can't really get that anywhere else." And then you haven't, you're like, "I remember why I stopped eating McDonald's. <laughs> this this is just a letdown." So, I I feel like like Budweiser or I had Miller Lite over the over the uh holiday weekend and I was kind of in the same boat. I'm just like and this is might as well be water. There's, like, no flavor to this whatsoever. But at least it didn't That's offend so my palate. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like we want to make sure that every can you have tastes exactly the same no matter what. And so there's no complexity to it. And you really just do drink it like water. You kind of forget that it's beer after a while.
1: Hmm. Trouble with those manufactured beers, though. like that They're, they're so gassy.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. They're highly carbonated and just yeah, you just kind of walk around. And that, which, which
1: again, and... I think, which I think blows a lot of the flavor out for 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 me personally. Mm-hmm. It kind of just nukes your taste buds.
2: Well, I, I yeah. find with with beer like that, I don't even want to eat half the time because it gives you that full stomach feel that mm. that just doesn't really sit right with you, and you're just like ugh. I so great now. I'm glad I'm around all these people and belching and farting and having a great time.
0: Oh, man. Well, excellent. Yes. Well, should we just jump into the thick of things then? Sure. All let's, right. Let's. Let's begin with some What You Playing, Lucas. Do yeah. it.
2: Yeah, mine mine is frightfully uh, short. I think this is like the first time that my list has been shorter than anybody else's on the on the show. But uh, so yeah, I talked about Sleeping Dogs last show and how I was playing it, and uh, I guess I was a little bit farther than I expected because I ended up beating it uh, yesterday, um, which was kind of nice because uh, I kind of just wanted to get into um, the the definitive version comes with some of the DLC. So I wanted to check out some of that because it kind of it's a little bit like uh, how they did with Red Red Dead Redemption where they um, kind of had fun with it. I think because it, it looks like it's uh, might be horror based or something like that. One of them is called Year of the Snake, and and the other one that I think might have zombies is uh, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I think they just had some fun with it to kind of extend the play the play value a is little it bit. So, something
1: something like horror North. or something yeah yeah yeah.
2: something at north point yeah so it definitely looks like it might be a little spooky spooky scary uh and then i don't know what year of the snake is that one might be legitimate i'm not sure but uh yep finished the game and uh um so that that was nice and then uh because of the holiday weekend i really didn't do much else um because we didn't get back till yesterday Um, but while I was at my mom's, I, I did watch a movie called in fear that I was thinking about making a Netflixation. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't because it was basically, they tried to make a, uh, scary movie out of people who were searching for this, um, hotel. They were going to go to this music festival and they were looking all over for this hotel that they had like signs up for. And, and, um, they had this, a map printout or whatever. And all these signs would tell them to go the opposite ways that the map would tell them to go to and all this other stuff. And then they find out, of course, that it's a it's a trap to lure victims into some masochists game of of torture and torment. So I wasn't too impressed by it. And I only kind of half watched it. So I don't want to comment on it too much because I, you know, I can't really give give it to uh, the review it deserves, shall we say (laughs) so. But yeah, I was kind of like, oh, I'm glad I didn't invest any serious time into this movie. So bullet yeah. dodged there for for all you loyal listeners. Yeah, um, you could save it for next time you got Dave on, maybe, to watch. <laughs> there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that's all I did, man. That's it. Oh, man. There you know. go. Crazy.
0: I'm kind of, uh, I was in the same boat. I mean, I had to get my, you know, I worked Monday and Tuesday and then I had Wednesday off and I didn't, uh I didn't play a whole lot uh during that day because I kinda I stayed up late Tuesday night and uh ended up starting to play Splatoon again because I hadn't uh I hadn't played that in quite some time and um just messed around with that a little bit and uh they actually had their Splatfest uh this weekend which was uh an event that got pushed back, so it was kind of weird for North America. They had it, of course, during the, you know a major holiday. But uh, you picked two sides. It was like Team Cat or Team Dog, and then they, their matchmaking was only for that mode. And it was still the the typical turf war type uh, game mode. But it, at the end, it was recorded, and you could like score points for your team and thus and that. And at mm-hmm. the end of it, there was a a victor, and so it was kind of weird how they did it. So um, the overall winner was determined by popularity, and then actual matches won so team dog was like 60 to 40 in terms of popularity like and that's just how many players selected it but then like the team cat had won like two percent more battles like 51 to 49 and but because of that team dog still won so i got like 10 seashells which are like a currency that i can use to unlock some other things in the game Hmm. i don't know i played some ranked again today and i got schooled so I'm, I'm definitely a little rusty, but I mean, it was fun. I just like it because like I've said before, you know, three minute rounds and you just kind of you can only play for like, you know, 15 minutes and feel like you played more than what you have.
2: I I was actually reading an article on um, Cracked, I think somebody had written an article about why Splatoon was kind of a savior for the the um, multiplayer um, shooter genre type thing, because it's actually trying to present new ideas, a new look and, and different style. Um, and like they cited some of the things like, uh, not having voice chat and stuff like that as to, as to why not only is it a different experience than call of duty or battlefield or, or whatever. Um, but some of the features that some people think are, are negative are actually kind of nice for people who just want to be able to play a competitive game, but not have to deal with the, the usual bullshit you get from, you know, the type of people that that game kind of attracts. So I thought yeah. it was kind of an interesting little article. Uh, I think I read it a, about half a week ago. So if you're, okay. if, yeah, I, I might I be I able think to find it. I read a it. one as well, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of a cool perspective on it just because a lot of people would dismiss that game as a kid's game. And it's like, no, I mean, yeah, it's colorful and everything. But if that's your definition of a kid's game, then um you're really glossing over a lot of things and, and missing yeah. some stuff that you could be uh, getting in on and have and enjoying There's
0: something like Zen, like too. Of just like, if you're not paying attention to shooting people and mm-hmm. just running around and trying to color your, Ink everywhere. I don't know. There's something like relaxing. to me, just running around and shooting ink on every surface possible. Is it, is it like
2: having as uh, raking the the sand or whatever? <laughs>
0: yes, that's <it's, laughs> Zen Garden. It, yes, it's the Nintendo Zen Garden. I love it. Uh, this next one I can't really discuss, but I did play the Star Wars Battlefront Alpha over Ooh. the weekend, and mm-hmm. ah, until the it's under MDA, so I can't uh, can't give over details. But you'll there we'll talk about that in the news more um and then we watched a couple movies uh the imitation game with mr benedict cumberbatch ah yes which uh yeah and the judge so i want to mention both of them because they're both kind of depressing films but uh imitation imitation game is very very interesting because uh you know i wouldn't have known anything about uh about, I can't even remember the, the character's name now. That's how well I paid attention, apparently. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, the fact that, okay, you know, that he worked, he essentially developed what could be, like, one of the first computers. And, you know, he broke this German code, this term and, you know, and, and it was not, he didn't receive any credit for that because for 50 years, you know, it was top-secret information. So he wasn't, you know, awarded anything for all this work. And then, uh, much, I, it's... Really depressing how his life ended up because you can't. Um, I don't want to go into it because it kind of takes away things from the plot, but just uh, yeah, I
2: have this on my watch list. Uh, yeah. Alan Turing is Alan
0: Turing, yes, thank you, man with the plan. Very, very good film. Uh, it's you know, typical uh, Kammerbach role where he plays someone that's smarter than everyone, and you know, <laughs> just like similar to you know, like his Sherlock, and uh. Really, just nailed it because Alan Turing's character—he definitely—I think I can't remember if she looked it up, and he actually did, but she's she's like he's like Sheldon. He definitely seems like he has like he behaves like he has. I think he might have had Asperger's. I'm not sure, but definitely because he like takes everything literally, you know, and he's just very highly functioning. Just has that doesn't quite pick up on social like norms and etiquette. Yeah. exactly but really good film and then we watched uh the judge with uh robert downey jr uh, robert duvall um robert downey's like kind of this big shot lawyer that uh him and his dad have a falling out and he dad's essentially dead to him and then his mom passes away suddenly so he's forced to go back home and um face his father and there's some other events that happen and uh yeah that's it was a really excellent film, but uh, definitely kind of, again, another kind of a downer. But it uh, kind of shows the struggle between him and his family mm-hmm. and um, things that he had done in his youth. And not so much making amends from that, but I guess learning from that in a way. But yeah, really, really good film. Uh, I enjoyed both of those. And really, that was, that was about it. I thought we watched another movie too, but uh, nope, that was it. Graham, nice. it's your time to shine. I know you yeah, it's my time to <laughs> shine. Don't screw me. this up. You've been the gearing spotlight's up. spotlight's on me now, isn't
1: it? <laughs> no, this week I've, um, well, I'd probably say this is probably over the last two weeks, actually, because this week has, has been all about Batman. But uh, the week before, I've been playing quite a lot of uh, The Witcher 3, which is definitely worth a look. If you are, you're into your RPG, fantasy games, mm-hmm. I mean this 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 game just it's it's just dripping with quality just you know side missions usually in games are just go here click the button go somewhere else pick a thing up bring <laughs> it back turn the quest in isn't it really <laughs> yep. yeah yeah um but every single quest is voice acted has a cut scene and it you know it kind of in, it introduces gameplay mechanics one of the first ones that you do you have to find what happened to Uh, the the old man in the woods and you have this uh, button that you can push which is it's like it's called witcher sense and it allows you to see things which the naked eye can't see so for example you'll see Mm. um, marks on the ground bloodstains which aren't visible to humans and you Ah. have to kind of piece together what happened and follow the trail and then you find like the body eventually and then you use another sense to determine which way the attacker went and then you find it and you have to piece it together and and it's every, every step of the way if you talk to people everything's voice acted I, I mean this game a lot of people have said this to me and I, and i can see the similarity it's it's kind of feels almost like red dead redemption mm. in a fantasy setting it's kind of got the huge i, I would say it's a, it's an open world but they kind of divide the world into sections so you kind of do one area which is big and you can go Mm -hmm. anywhere you like and then when you complete so many quests it kind of moves you to the next half of the map if if you like yeah so that's that's how they kind of get around it but uh, this this game is if you if you like your fantasy games and it has so many kind of little things which are which are which other games would do for example if you're riding on the horse you can just leap onto the horse you can summon it the same way you can in red dead redemption and if you're going down a track or a path you just hold on the on the on the PlayStation, you hold down the X button, and the horse will just trot, but oh, it will follow the road, oh, so it won't go in a no. straight line. So you don't find yourself kind of going into the grass and going into trees. Sometimes it gets a bit confused, obviously, because <laughs> some of the, the some of the paths are very branching because the, the map itself is is very very big. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this game is is it's when it came out in this country, especially, um, I think it. Across the board in a lot of the retailers, it was literally, you know, £40, pounds, which compared to most games that release at 50 the amount of hours. I mean, I, I've been talking to people who are playing this game 100 hours still in and have not finished the main story. Jeez. There is so much to do in this game and everything wow. is just really well put together. Um, and also couple that with the fact that they've given you uh, two DLC packs a week Oh, geez. Wow. Since, the, Holy crap. since the game, um, they're not kind of massive storyline packs as such. They are kind of mainly cosmetics, armor. Um, oh, okay. You know, they're, they're kind of not real content based, but they're kind of more for cosmetic, hmm. which, which I think is a, which is a nice touch. So, anyway, I've been playing The Witcher three. Uh, quick, quick, uh, uh, quick question: Did you yes. play the first two at all? I played the second one on the 360. Okay, and I can't remember whether I rented it or if somebody lent it to me, but I didn't own it. Okay, and and it and it was it was good, but my only real problem with it was was you kind of had, when you start, you had an area, a mm-hmm. big area that you could explore, which wasn't really huge. It was in the first place. It was I think it was a town, and then you do your quests, and when you do your quests, it basically takes you along a channel to your next. Bubble, if you like. Oh, okay, you so like things that things that you worlds. can do, yeah. So it wasn't so much of an open world. Um, what, what I would say though is the story in Witcher Two was really good. I, mm. I don't think I got very very far into it. Again, it was very well voice acted, and the sort of the detail in the game was always really good. And especially, I find in a lot of these RPG games, I find that the dialogue is usually pretty boring yeah but in the Witcher, yeah. in the witcher they've really nailed it because I, I don't know how to explain it it's kind of more like conversational language uh, it's okay. more how people talk mm-hmm. characters use coarse language but you don't get the feeling they're using coarse language just to be shocking mm-hmm. they're doing it because that's just how they are if that makes sense
4: yeah
1: um but the, the dialogue is is absolutely brilliant. the The voice acting is great. I mean, it's got a few rough edges here and there. I would say that all of the Witcher games. I mean, for example, when characters are talking, the the lip sync isn't quite perfect, or or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it doesn't detract too much. And all the characters seem really interesting and seem to have their own story and their own motivations. And part of it is 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 kind of piecing together what they're telling you against what you actually discover as the truth. Uh, It's definitely definitely worth a look. I would say it's it's a a very very good game, and you know it's one of those games that I'm like, I don't think I I don't think this is my thing. I played two; it was good, but I've got so many games that I need to play. I don't think I'm going to play this. Mm -hmm. And then I started. Well, in fact, I think I went to a friend's house and he was playing it, and I thought, I need to play this. It just looks so (laughs) good. (laughs) On the downside, I would say the inventory system is not very good. It's a bit kind of old school, you open up and you have a grid, and it's kind of moving things around and you because you have so many items for the crafting, you don't know what do I need to keep, what do uh, I throw away, and you're kind of shuffling things around, and your character has a limit as to how much he can carry, which is annoying because there's nowhere to store your stuff you You have to carry everything with you all the time, so that's the only downside I would say. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that one really.
1: But all in all, it's it's definitely worth a look. And I say, if you if you keep an eye on Steam, it's it, you know if it drops, it would be worth picking up because it, it's a really good story. All of the side missions are great, and it, and it just looks really good. I mean, even on PS4. I mean, a lot of people complained when it was released that it suffered a visual downgrade, but it, it mm-hmm. still I think is it's 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 a visually impressive game even on the PS4. So on the PC, I would imagine it would probably look even better. Hmm. Nice. Right. Anyway, sorry, moving on. No, no,
2: that's okay. You're <laughs> on a tight
1: deadline yeah. here, schedule. Oh Yeah, Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop me if I'm talking too much. And, and I went to see uh, a friend of mine who I used to work with, and he had finished Dying Light, ah. which he's lent me for the PS4. And mm. I played Dead Island on the, uh, on the Xbox 360. Okay. And I'd, I'd, I'd actually finished it. I got all the way through to the end and completed oh, it. Oh, uh, It was a good game. It was really good. But it had a few rough edges, shall we say. Again, I mean, the graphics looked slightly unfinished in places. The menu was just a mess. But it, it was something about playing an RPG in a zombie setting, which was just it, kind of a bit new, a bit different. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was actually done quite well. And the progression and the story was was kind of quite interesting too and it was one of those games that when I, as soon as i picked it up i I had to play it every night until i'd finished it you oh, know man. when you when you get that hook yeah yeah so anyway this this is again this is like the the new generation version ps4 xbox one and i think on uh, pc as well as now as with all of these games yeah. now yeah. No. um but but this this game is visually stunning on the ps4 now this so was I, it, this
0: was made by the same studio that did Dead Island, Techland.
1: Techland mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. the same developer, I believe. So, and I think one of the very first missions. Because what what they've done with this one is that they've introduced uh, parkour. So it's kind of Dead Island meets Mirror's Edge sort of sort of vibe to a lot of it. Okay, uh, it's a it's a little bit annoying at the start because to teach you the parkour, you have this tutorial mission that you'll funnel through which you have to complete yeah um and i do find that the controls that feel a little bit unnatural to start with because you have to use uh the right bumper to kind of grab so it's like the x button on the control pad to jump and the right shoulder button to grab things which doesn't feel natural to start with Mm -hmm. but um this game at the start you, you climb a building and they have you walking out across a crane between two rooftops and you look down, and you can see for miles, and you actually hear the wind, and you can feel the sway of the crane. And I, I think if you suffered from, you know, that kind of fear of heights, I, I think I think it would, it would give you a real sense of. Um, <laughs> it would make you feel sick. I
2: was going to say that. That would make me sick, probably. I'd just be like. It's, uh... it's very,
1: very immersive. Um, and graphically, this game is absolutely beautiful if you could call a zombie game beautiful (laughs) (laughs) it has its own beauty to it i suppose right exactly and uh i believe that this game can be played i think it's up to four player co-op as well through story as the previous was i don't think it's actually increased from the previous generation because i had played a large portion of the game previously um in co-op with friends of mine and it, it it's one of those games that If you play with people and you're all talking and, you know, you're coordinating, the fun factor goes up, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. You can play it on your own and you can play with random drop-in and drop-out, but you need to kind of coordinate your your efforts, if you like. But this this game is definitely worth picking up. And I would imagine, as it came out in January, I would imagine that it's going to – it would be fairly cheap by now anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think in this country, again, it's kind of dropped from – Forty-five, fifty, and i think it's kind of 30 in most shops brand new now so it's um definitely one to look out for i think
2: i feel like it it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit after it came out because everyone started looking ahead towards what else was coming out and uh like everyone was like oh dying light's gonna be awesome and then it just kind of came and went and nobody really
1: at least that's what <laughs> yeah. i feel about it Part of the problem as well was the uh, Europe release was a mess because it came out digitally and there was a gap of, I think it was three or four weeks before physical copies hit the shelf due to a manufacturing defect, so they said. So a lot of people who were buying it day one were having to buy it digital because they wanted to get in. And I think that by the time the physical copy hit the shelves, I think a lot of the, the dust had settled. No. a lot of people have kind of moved on the hardcore had picked it up day one digital download played it finished it moved on by the time you know it's it's hit the shelves everybody's looking for the next big game which is i can't remember what came out at the time but i think something came out fairly close to it which they were saying the january release was ideal and a couple of games came out which kind of eclipsed it slightly yeah yeah um, so it was kind of unfortunate. Something I think it came out in a, it came out in the states on the same day, but for some reason, and it was very vague. And a lot of people on social media that I know were calling, you know, ah, oh, they, they're just trying to they're just trying to push the demand up so that they can charge people more for a digital download and and all that kind of uh, that kind of thing. I don't know how true that is. I mean, I don't think they would do that to be honest, because mm-hmm. but they want everyone to play their game, don't they? Really.
4: Right. One would I hope. They're,
1: they're, not, they're not going to alienate their fans.
0: You, you <laughs> would think not, but uh, you know.
1: <laughs> and okay, I'm gonna move on to the next game I've played. Batman.
0: Ah, uh, uh, yes. I, I
1: I was determined I was again, I was not going to buy this game.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the reviews started rolling in. And I, I've been having a discussion, I think it's um uh, with Steve from the Press A to Listen podcast because he said on the podcast very controversially that he liked Arkham Asylum more than City and I I agree with him in a way Mm -hmm. personally I thought that Arkham Asylum finished one leaving me wanting more and City just seemed a bit too spread out it seemed a bit diluted for my taste yeah you know it do you know, it. Kind of seemed like they they put stuff in which was just busy work to make the game yeah. look bigger than it was. I, I, There's was probably people shouting at me now, but <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the the hate the hate Twitter will. We <laughs> yeah, the hate train just went by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean I mean personally, Batman Arkham Asylum. I finished. I loved it. It went out on a high. I, you know, I wanted more, but mm-hmm. I found that I picked up uh, Arkham City. Again, a friend of mine lent it to me initially, and I played it quite a way through, and I just kind of lost interest. It sounds bad, but I I got so far, and I just found I was getting overwhelmed by all these side quests, and there were a couple, I think they were called the serial killer ones, where you go past the phones,
2: yeah, and and
1: you automatically accept them, and if you don't do it, then you get a fail, and you go back. And I'm like, mm. hang on a minute, I I haven't, you know, I haven't said I want to do this quest. And you found yourself plotting a course through the, the sort of through Gotham or through Arkham, sorry, through Arkham City, to kind of avoid these things. And that, to me, sort of defeated the object a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I can report, Batman, the Arkham Knight is actually is, it's divided a lot of people. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. A lot of people have complained that they think that the Batmobile is in it too much.
2: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: Um, And it does, it does do that a little bit at the start. Um, You kind of, I mean, if you were Batman and you had the Batmobile, you'd use it, wouldn't you? They they go to great lengths to go, oh, Batman doesn't kill people. Batman is a good guy. He's a hero. Oh, (laughs) there's 12 tanks rolling towards you and you kind of get in the, 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 the Batmobile and you, push a button and it turns into a tank basically which can kind of um, strafe left and right and backwards and forwards so it's very manoeuvrable and you have a cannon and um, kind of like a 30 millimetre cannon as well mm-hmm. and the, you'll have tanks heading towards you and Batman's like well I I can't shoot them and <laughs> I, I, and then uh, the, his, his butler will come through on the intercom going it's okay they're They're drones. You can shoot them. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'll turn the weapon lock off. (laughs) And it's like, you know, they they kind of push it in your face so much. And there's one scene, especially where you're at the Ace Chemicals and you're shooting all these tanks and a helicopter comes in and Batman goes to aim for the helicopter. And he's like, "Uh, what if there are people on there? And again, the intercom flashes and it's like, it's okay, It's a drone helicopter. You can (laughs) shoot it. Okay, weapon lock disabled. It just seems a bit, you know. It's
4: a little silly. Would, would,
1: would, would Batman get himself killed in the name of, you know, not harming innocent, well, or not so innocent people who are trying to shoot him down.
2: Yeah. That, uh. That's kind of one of those things where they're like, they, it almost be better if you just didn't do it at all. Just because if you have to go out of your way to make an excuse like that, it becomes kind of silly. It's like,
1: it, it does. And it, they kind of, they kind of go out of their way to tell you about it so much initially. Yeah. It just kind of stop a bit, but um this this game has has got it does a lot of things really really right. Um, I, I feel really bad that people can't play this on the PC because that was just an absolute. You know, somebody must have not. I think we're going to get into this later, but somebody must have gone. We can't release this. Yeah. <laughs> somebody must have said because they're not going to go. Oh, we'll release it. No one will notice. <laughs>
0: <'Cause>, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> sweep under the uh, rug. What,
1: nothing what, to what see here. What was the best? What was the best they were hoping for? Really. Yeah, no kidding. Pre-orders.
2: Uh,
1: Tons of pre-orders. Exactly. And, uh, you know, with the, the Steam refund system, uh, that seems to be, again, a lot of people are calling conspiracy theories on this as well. I don't know whether there's any, any substance to that. But it, this this game does, um, from the menu, the way they divide emissions up is, is actually quite clever as well, because you, they kind of, as you go along, you unlock more mission paths to do. And it's presented to you as as a radial dial, if you like. Uh, So your story missions will be, you just tap right on your D-pad, you open up, and it starts from the middle, and goes out like, uh, kind of like it it will grow. So for example, your story missions will be at 12 o'clock on the pad, Mm. and it will have a line going up from the middle to the outside. And if you're a third up, it'll say on the outside, 33% 33% and what you can do is you can actually use your uh, pad to select which path you're going for because there, there are like the Riddler trophies and there are also uh, where you have to identify bodies which have been left around the city by a mystery mass sort of serial killer
4: mm-hmm. and
1: these are quite interesting as well because Batman actually these will pop up on the map if you're near them but you can actually select which kind of part of the tree you're interested in to look at. And they're, they're kind of dotted around, and you have to piece together. Uh, it's like an extended version of your, what did they call it, the detective mode. And you can actually go through layers. So for example, the first one that you find, it'll say, you can actually look at their skin, their muscle, or their bone. And it, you, you'll go through and it'll say, oh, this person has a mark on their chest consistent with a tattoo that's been removed. So they go, okay, well, if they cross-check that against the database, it could be one of ten people, and then it will say, oh, this person has, like, bullet fragments in their upper arm, and they kind of cross-check, and they go, that narrows out another, you know, 20 people, because it's someone who's probably got a military background, and your idea is is you have to identify all these people conclusively by kind of piecing together the information. It's quite an interesting little mini-game, if you like, within the Bat- Batman sort of universe, and it it it's, adds, adds a bit of flavor rather than just having, you know, a 100 you know, Riddler trophies or <laughs> yeah, like they do on some of the other ones, which, again, it just struck me ever so slightly as kind of content for content's sake. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's a good game. And they've added a couple of new mechanics. They have a new, because you can do uh, before you could hang from parts of buildings and take people out. But what you can do as well now, you, you kind of have a stealth takedown called a fear takedown, which which is introduced quite early on into the, in the game. And it involves you sneaking into a room with no one seeing you or through a yeah. grill in the floor, which you could do in the previous game. And you target the first person, and it's almost like a Batman version of like the breach and clear. It kind of activates a slow-mo mode. So you can chain attacks together from bad guys. So, for example... You, you kind of get an area where uh, a, a hostage is being held and there are five gunmen. So what you need to do is take the perimeter guards out, sneak in through the floor, and then use this fear attack. And if you chain your moves together, you can actually take all five of them out before any of them have a chance to react. Oh, but nice. Which is quite cool. Yeah, it's, it's quite a nice addition. And it kind of mixes the gameplay up a bit as well. It's um, definitely definitely an improvement, I think. And this game looks absolutely stunning on the PlayStation as well it really does hmm. and on the Xbox it's it's a very good looking game its the, the amount of detail is I've just found myself standing in the street, admiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always raining, but the the way the puddles sit on the road and you get the rain and the effects, it, it's it's really impressive. Really, really man, hurry
0: up! There's a crime in progress. What are you doing? Just standing there? <laughs> Ugh, I'm checking out this puddle. Oh wait, no, that's Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he's
1: he's got kind of a real Christian Bale about in this this Batman though. Oh god. He talks really rough like that. <laughs> Where are the puddles? But uh, no, without, without spoiling it if you if you if you're going to play it Mark Hamill is in there again and he plays a a fantastic part as the as the joker again.
2: Nice. Yeah. I thought he nice. said he wasn't coming back to that. He said he was done. Mm, he did, didn't he? But he he's really good. He is.
1: Uh, uh, yeah and it's just you know occasionally it, that they will kind of give you a puzzle to get round, and you're walking around I'm like well what do they want me to do here and then you'll kind of get this hint and then i think one of them was it, it get one of the the hints that i got or the not so subtle hints he's like <laughs> hey hey maybe you have something with a big gun on that you could use and i'm like oh yeah like like what and he's like use the car bats use the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah subtle <laughs> Nice. No, but this game, this game is definitely worth a look and i i really hope that they patch it and get it out for the pc soon because i would imagine that if they can get this running on pc this is going to look this is going to look phenomenal it's going to definitely be a, a next gen game isn't it
2: that's uh, uh, that's what i'm waiting for i'd i'm glad that i didn't pre i, I don't well we've talked about we don't really pre order anymore since no. uh it, that seems to be a disaster, but uh, usually. Um, so this is a good reason why not. But hopefully if they if they get it fixed soon, you know. Did they roll I a patch like, out this
1: week, didn't they? they?
2: They patched it. I know they patched it at least once, but a lot of people said it didn't really do anything for them. I mean, for Warner Brothers to advise people
1: to seek refunds tells me that they <laughs> think it's going to be quite a while, personally. Yeah. That's that, worrisome. That's worrisome. That, that, that's them putting their hands up going, it's broke. And not fixed anytime time soon. Pretty much. Seems that way. Seems that way. Okay, unfortunately. And apart from various um, small phone games. And oh, I also downloaded Grim Fandango for the Vita yes. because it's on sale. But I can't really comment too much on that. I've only played about half an hour yeah. up to this point. So I've literally done the first puzzle. I've been oh, to the okay. Poisoning. <laughs> uh, I, I never played this game when it came out. I was aware of this game. I knew this game and I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. But I have, never, I have never played this game. So I kind of felt my way through the first puzzle. I did it quite quickly, actually. I, I, I had an idea of what needed to be done, I think. Because, mm-hmm. again, it's one of those where it's a point-and-click game where I, I would have previously played this and got hor- horribly lost <laughs> and had to go and buy a magazine because, you know, that was the days before. You could Google things, yeah, uh, or t- or talk to people who'd completed it because it, it it was quite a- an abstract solution. To I won't spoil it in case anyone's not played.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually no, no. kind of I play it on on and off, but I I am trying to go through it. But I, I find I can only play it for short bursts, just because it is a little old school and a yeah. little harder to, like you said, you get those puzzles where you're like, all right, I have to stop and think about this because. I can't make any
0: progress until I do it. Right. At least they're not like uh Monkey Islands puzzles where they're just vague. The just random. You know, yeah. at least they somewhat make sense. They're but clever. Still, it's still sometimes kind of hard to know what you're supposed to do and what order you're supposed to do exactly. it in.
1: <laughs> well anyway, I picked that up for the Vita, but uh, obviously the the nice thing with the Vita is you get the cross play as well and the cross save, so I quite quite often have the Vita in my bag and I'll play for half an hour at lunchtime so I can solve parts of the puzzle, save it to the cloud and and then continue my game when I get home sort of thing which is is great, which is for me which is why the PS4 was my choice for this generation because I picked up the Vita about a year and a half ago something like that Mm -hmm. and I had a PS Plus subscription so I had tons of games that I could download day one when i had the ps4 and plugged it in which was which was a big bonus for me really well it would have been if uh it wasn't for the lizard squad because that yeah. was the week that 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 actually was the day i bought it when there was no psn but Gosh. that's another story yeah <laughs> and the last game on my list you'll be very glad to hear so i can stop talking <laughs> <laughs> is um we we fired fibbage up yesterday Oh, and, cool. and the, mm-hmm. the girls have played this. My two, they're they're eight years old and six years old. So the eight-year-old is kind of up to the stage where she can participate more than the six-year-old. She she will write things, the six-year-old and and not spell them right, which kind of gives the game away <laughs> slightly, if if you know what I mean. She's been using the lie for me button before, so. I mean, we played it a couple of times before and um, everybody's sat on the sofa and we've all got mobile devices connected to this game. And it comes around to my youngest to select the category. And I can see one, because some of the categories are a bit near the knuckle, shall we say, for an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, potentially.
4: <laughs>
1: and one of the categories that po- popped up was, was sex. Oh, <laughs> and, good, um, good. and I could see it going around and I'm like, I wonder which one she's going to choose and yeah she she picked she picked that category <laughs> <laughs> and me and my wife were just looking at each other what we going <laughs> to so let, let, let's just carry on playing and kind of gloss over <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, and the question was something along the lines of in 1995 a man in illinois was arrested for having sex with blank <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're we're all laughing they're laughing and I thought, oh, we got away with that one. because <laughs> <laughs> no, Nobody really said anything. And I think it was a bit later in the evening. I was putting my oldest one to bed and she was brushing her teeth. And she looked at me and she goes, Oh, wasn't it funny that when my sister picked sex <laughs> on <Phoebe Julia." laughs> And I was like, Oh, okay, we didn't get away with that one.
2: <laughs> we don't tell anyone else about this, okay? This stays in the family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah. No, but that's, that's pretty much all I've played this week or over the last couple of weeks, shall we say, apart from. You know the silly Android games, really, which which I play when I'm queuing for things or that that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. The time wasters. Yeah, the the ridiculous fishing and threes and things like that.
4: You <laughs> gotcha.
0: Well, very good. That's a good week. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> I don't know how you can balance. How do you choose between The Witcher or Batman? They seem like two excellent uh distractions yeah no, uh,
1: well i well, I have to say that uh, Batman has kind of knocked the witcher off for the moment yeah <laughs> gotcha. uh. yeah, but no it, batman is is really good, yeah, <sighs> I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying it a lot
0: well, speaking of Batman, let's head on to the news and we can run away with an article that touches on that very subject nice. You know, I don't uh, I don't typically like to comment on rumor, but this is kind of interesting. This was uh, from Rock, Paper, Shotgun and a rumor that Warner Brothers knew Batman Arkham Knight, the PC port, was going to be utter garbage. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah, let's see here. How could you Um, not,
2: really? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah.
0: Well, according to this. um, Like this guy told Kotaku that uh, Warner Brothers knew for ages that the PC version was bad um yeah that's i don't how do you how do you not i don't get that like how how would you know that a product is going to be bad for that long and then not even you know try to fix it unless you're just so set on you know meeting the release date on the console side of things i don't i feel like that's
2: part of it is there there's always that pressure like because this i don't think this ever did this ever get pushed the release date did it get pushed yeah yeah so you, several times. you you push it and then you get to a point where you're just like, well, if you're a rock star, I guess you can do whatever you want. But most people are, or most companies are probably thinking, well, we better just release it before it becomes kind of like a Duke Nukem forever type <laughs> thing where it's, oh, is it ever going to come out? <laughs> you know, so I've that's a bad way to go about things. I mean, the uh, to me, it's always better. It'll be done when it's done it's a shitty response for your favorite game when you're waiting for it to come out. But in the long run, I think it's better off for, for everybody.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think they should have done like Rockstar did with the PC version of GTA. They should have mm-hmm. just, they should have just said, because it's like, it's like you say, they they can't release it in this state and hope that nobody's going to notice because it's <laughs> just absolutely. I mean, I was looking at some of the uh, reports on YouTube uh, You know, a lot of the a lot of the kind of port sort of reviewers and some of the footage that they've shown is just absolutely it's just a shambles. <laughs> it really is.
2: Yeah the, yeah, the the stop right in the middle where it just freezes for a couple of milliseconds and you're just like, how would you possibly play a fluid game where you're supposed to be driving or fighting and it's just stopping randomly every when it's in motion? It looks great, but. Yeah, you turn around when you're standing on top of a rooftop, and it, you know, you load in for 20 seconds. Get a You're getting 10 frames per second, <laughs> or whatever.
1: I mean, I think they're saying that all of the versions do drop a little bit, not noticeably, um, mm-hmm. when you you're in the Batmobile going fast through built-up areas, but on the consoles, it, it's really not noticeable because it catches up really quickly. But on the PC version, it's just horrendous, <laughs> really
4: horrendous.
2: I feel my worry about all of this, I think, or or like this trend where I think it's a cause and effect thing where they look at uh, a studio or whatever looks at something like um, Call of Duty or something like that. And they say, well, or Arkham or um, um, Assassin's Creed is another example uh, where they look at the release and they say, all right, well, we're going to we're going to try to do like a yearly Arkham or um, damn it, Assassin's Creed game, mm. but they they have tricked themselves into thinking that they can make a quality game in that amount of time. They don't, like, with these these releases where they're just like, well, we'll release it broken. It never fixes the fact that, and now that our, you know, the graphic fidelity and the audio fidelity of of games now as compared to, like, even five years ago is so much that I feel like they're shortchanging themselves to to rush out these products, and then that's kind of become the 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 standard. The bar has been set to like release it in a year year and a half or whatever, and some of these projects need two years or or two and a half years to really be able to be polished and completed in a in a in a framework it's actually playable. So I really worry that this is going to be a growing trend that they're just going to release a broken game and then fix it with patches, you know, six months after the game has been released. And I feel well, like I think, it's been going on for a year now. I feel like, well, I think
1: Assassin's Creed is still not, Perfect, even on the consoles. I think they're still patching it now, aren't they? I I can't speak because I've ne- I've actually never played it. I'm not the world's biggest fan of Assassin's Creed, but you know I think that's been eight months, and people are saying that's still being patched now, even on the
0: PS4 and Xbox. jeez, have to stop annualizing titles.
2: Any title, no. yeah, really. Well, that's I I've talked about it before. It's like I don't even follow that anymore because it's no. it was one, two, and then Brotherhood and and all the like Liberty or liberation and all those other like weird spin-off titles that I'm just like, I, it, it's part, it's partially my fault because I, I'm so like, I want to know the lore. I don't want to miss a, an entry and just pick up at like black F- flag and have missed all those other, other entries. So it's partially like I want to play all of them, but when you're releasing them to the point where I can't even remember all the names of them, it's, that's when I just say, all right, it's it's hopeless at this point. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to pretend like it's not there anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think there's an argument as well against
1: pre-ordering, especially on consoles, because there was the thing with uh, the, when Mortal Kombat came out, certain characters are only, you know, uh, a day one pre-order bonus. Jeez. And I, and I think it was on Polygon. Was it Ben Kachira wrote an article, said I'm really looking forward to playing Mortal Kombat in about a year's time, because I'm going to wait until the Game of the Year edition comes out. Why should I be punished for not pre-ordering? Yeah. Which is what it feels like. That's a good point.
4: That's that's another game I'd
1: like to play, but again, I I don't have any desire to put the money down to unlock characters who are on the disc, clearly.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just locked on there, and you'll never get to, to experience it until... And you know they will because they've done it with all like other fighter fighting games, you know, and some of the even non-fighting games where they're just like, you'll get all of the pre-order bonuses that you didn't get a year ago <laughs> in this one of a time ta- one, you know, classic, definitive version or whatever they decide to call it, and it's just it's just the same thing, but everything's unlocked on there or whatever. I mean, yes. I think there
1: was, um, when Watch Dogs came out, there was, I think it might have been on, I think it's on Wikipedia, actually, but I think Polygon linked to it, and they showed how many different editions you would need to buy to obtain all the pre-order bonuses, Ugh. and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. I think it was something like, you'd need to spend the equivalent of $180 buying about four separate editions at yeah. different retailers to obtain all the DLC bonuses.
2: I think I read that somewhere too. Yeah, that's just awful. But <laughs> you shouldn't again, like you said, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be punished for not pre-ordering. I
1: want exactly. to see the review on a lot of games before I purchase. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, the the way the industry is headed, unfortunately, right yep. now. It seemed it would, It appears um and man this this came out of nowhere, and I just saw these pictures crop up but uh the uh, the console unicorn uh that I'm gonna call it for lack of a better word the Nintendo playstation yeah or, you know uh was the prototype- the prototype console that Sony and Nintendo had been working on um if you remember console wars that we had recommended and read uh prior to I don't know what year e three when it all of a sudden came out that um sony had partnered and gone in a different direction and left kind of nintendo in the dust <clears throat> um or excuse me that was sega that they originally partnered with and then they decided to go with nintendo and then this never came to light but uh supposedly there's only 200 of these consoles that were made as prototypes and they were all uh supposedly ordered to be destroyed and yet here we have one um the guy who posted these pictures i believe first on reddit was uh, dan diebold and it was actually he found it in his dad's attic and his dad had founded it um he worked for a maintenance company called Advanta uh, Advanta Corporation from 2000 to 2009 and as chances have it Olaf Olavsen who was uh who was the head of like of uh Sony at one point mm-hmm. uh, the CEO at the time uh, he had worked there as well so it seems <laughs> like you know some, some when that company closed down maybe some things got left behind who knows? By the way, yeah, he's got these pictures of, the, here's the console, and then besides the yellowing that you get, like, on a Super <laughs> Nintendo, yeah, um, it's in good shape. You know, we've got the uh, shot of the front, which is interesting. You know, it's got a micro, it has a, a disc, a compact disc <laughs> section, but then it has, it uses the Famicom uh, controller inputs, there's a headphone jack right on the front, uh, your standard video cable out. Uh looks like, gosh, you still have the, the same Super NES, like, uh, Adapter ports. Um, yeah, and the
2: controllers are, are basically the same.
0: Yeah, and then uh, had a had a top loading cartridge slot as well. And then it looks like there's like a some sort of LCD um, screen too, right by some of the CD controls. So maybe that control like uh, disc information. But uh, uh, from another article I read, he doesn't have a, uh, the correct uh, AC adapter yet, so he hasn't been able to actually like, see if it actually like fires up, but Pretty remarkable mm. that it's there and it's just sitting there all this time, too. I um, wonder how much that would. Uh, ex- exactly. And I think that's what his. Um, I read in another article, I think that's what his dad was going to plan on doing, is most likely sell it. So that's. That'll draw some interest for sure. Just reminds me of uh, playing. Uh, what was A little indie game? Uh, game Dev Studio? Or a game dev? Oh, yeah, uh, game, game dev de- Tycoon. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Because you, like, you like, building your games, research, and all of a sudden, you know, you go up to the ages, it's like, oh, Nute- I can't remember what the fake company names are, but essentially this, that Nintendo and Sony have partnered together on a new console, <laughs> and then... Uh, it's just cool to see things like that. Just, like, you know, you wonder if this would came out, or what was that, uh, the N64, the 64DD the add-on oh, yeah, thing yeah. that was supposed to underneath it and you know it's it's weird like things like that you never saw like you know on the gamecube for instance you look at the bottom of that and there's all these different ports and things that never you were never used and it's just like oh i don't feel like a it's lot of Nintendo that or...
2: a lot of that stuff gets released in japan and then never makes it way yeah, it's way over yeah.
0: and well speaking of that i read the uh, i think i saw this on reddit too it was like somebody had posted like you know today i learned and i don't know if they ever had gone through with it but in the japan they had a uh, a service that was called the the Nintendo power. And essentially you'd buy special cartridges that were rewritable and you could take them to this. Yeah. Take them to a certain store and you would pay and download the games you wanted onto this cartridge. And depending on the size, you might be able to get more than one game and then just take it home and play it.
2: Yeah. I remember re I I can't remember where I read about that, but um, you couldn't download any of the Mode Seven enabled games because it, the the actual okay. blank thing, yeah, it oh, was yeah. in the hardware, so it it didn't come with it. So, yeah, you couldn't get like uh, Star Fox or anything like that, right?
0: Because they had the special chip in the cartridge. But, yep. And I think that's speaking of Star Fox too. I think people will ask too why we don't see any of those games like on the Virtual Console. And I think that's it's because of the Mode Seven, um, like a licensing or there's a copyright deal with like. The company that you know created that technology yeah. that you can't have, like, was it, was it
1: Argonaut? I think they're based in the UK, yes, they Argonaut, were based in the Argonaut
0: UK. Argonaut I, think, I think so. Let's see, mode seven creator. Let's, let's test Graham's knowledge, <laughs> uh, test your might of knowledge. Oh, gosh, I should say mode seven, doesn't that? Oh, yeah, Mode seven, <laughs> uh, and the super effects chip and all that stuff. Let's see,
2: yeah, mode seven is what the super effects chip.
0: Okay, so let's look up Super FX chip creator.
4: Super FX.
1: Have you seen that the the Rare collection on the Xbox One is going to have Jet Force Gemini on, which was originally a Nintendo title, wasn't it? I'm not familiar with that.
0: Uh, I know it was on Nintendo 64.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like um, a puzzle game where you had two characters. I think they were a brother and a sister, and it was kind of one of those ones where each character has a different ability, which you use to get around certain obstacles.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it, and I've I've clearly have never seen
0: this. Graham, you are <laughs> correct. It was it was Argonaut. Well done.
2: Look at that. Your T-shirt will be in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You have to pay the shipping, though.
1: I'm sure I read an article last week that they developed um, a lot of the 3D kind of technology and were approached by Nintendo, who were impressed, who asked them to go ahead and work on, you know, co-developing the hardware for their next generation of software and entertainment or something along those lines. Yeah. Mm
0: Yeah. And our last piece of news, as we hinted earlier, uh, you know, Star Wars Battlefront leaks hit gameplay, video, weapons, vehicles, all the stuff just prior before the Alpha went live on Thursday. Uh, I think there's stuff all over YouTube, everywhere, and I think takedowns are going on, but, uh, let's see, looking at, and this article here from GameSpot specifically notes how people had somehow had gotten into the code. Um, like the Alpha download file that was about to get deployed, um, so looking at different weapons um, and then vehicles like the X-wing tie fighter lambda shuttle Y-wing tie bomber carrilian corvette so on and so on um go figure oh, you know
2: as a means to discover even if it's not avail- available yeah. in this map that's what m- will be available in the game more than likely right like, cuz okay
0: yeah because uh the the Elf uh, only had two. It had a multiplayer mode and it had a co-op mode. So it only had like those two scenario maps. But oh, okay. uh, I can't with the NDA. I can't say anyway. I will say that it feels like Star Wars, and I enjoyed it more than Battle the other Battlefronts. So it's uh, I, I would assume that there there would be an beta as well. You know, moving on. So mm-hmm. we're what um, uh, four months from release. So. Can mm.
2: can you confirm or deny that you got to play as any of the heroes? Were those enabled in in the multiplayer?
0: Uh, they were not. Okay. Just, just curious. Care. Just infantry. I I mean, just, in, in I your just and your vehicles and
1: stuff. I just hope that EA don't put too much uh, kind of DLC micro yeah, like, stuff. they going to try to monetize ad? it? Because yeah.
0: like, there's already those pre-order things, like you get access to special... T- like, taunts and like Han Solo's blaster <laughs> things like that I don't know. Millennium like, Falcon 1099 <laughs> and that's the thing like, I know like I don't really pre-order stuff but I, with something like this I know it's Star Wars I'm like I'm going to get this game but
2: well it's, like, it's multiplayer uh, too and if I'm going to pre-order anything it's because it's multiplayer and I actually want to play it when people are still playing it as opposed to when I normally just wait for it to go on sale for $10 mm-hmm. and there might be like two servers to play on and then <laughs> they gets
0: shut down I can say this, uh, playing this game totally screwed up my ability to play Dirty Bomb because my mouse sensitivity, my memory was thrown out the window. Terrible.
2: It's true. Well, you just have to play more Dirty Bomb and get that that skill back.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for the news. Not a whole lot here. We didn't, I didn't see anything notable from anything else, so that was it. So let's do a remix of the Overclock's variety. Uh, for no logical explanation, I wanted to pull something from the Sega Dreamcast. And we are going with uh, Jet Grind Radio. Uh, what was it? what was the original? Was it Jet Set Radio? No, was I think the Jet, Jet Grind one? Radio was the. What's the first one? And then was the
2: first Jet Set Radio Future? I think is the second.
0: Gotcha. One? Okay. Well, this was released uh, on the Dreamcast in 2000 by Sega. Um, our looks like a. Features two songs from that game, Let Mom Sleep and Sneak Man. Uh, it's called Late Night Sneaking, or Sneakin', I should say. And our <laughs> remixer is Happy Bivouac. I, I, I think
2: Have we've had a remix from him before, haven't we? Because I feel I, like I remember you struggling to say that name No, he's only, he's only done
1: one remix, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Life, so. Here ego, go, then. Trivia time. A bivouac is um, an outdoor shelter. Made from leaves and uh, twig.
4: <laughs> Honestly,
1: wow. wow, yeah, yeah. It used to be in the scouts. I have made a bivouac.
4: Jeez, man,
0: Grant is just—he's earning his time here. Man, coming yeah, no, through in the clutch. I, no I'm, on, I'm on a bonus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you did you fight your urge to say, um, actually, a uh, bivouac is, and then push your glass up, <laughs> glasses up, like uh all frustrated. Because we we have upset your silly
0: Americans. <laughs> Note to self: buy glasses.
2: <laughs> Push them up immediately.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll play this one. And if you like this remix, just like all the others and every other show, I'll say, go to remix, ocremix.org, and listen to mm. them today. Ooh. Lucas, let's play that song. And we come back. We'll have Netflixation. going on.
3: understand what's going on.
2: This week's Netflixation was the movie The Box Trolls, an animated family feature that Netflix had this to say. When a cruel exterminator tries to destroy the band of impish creatures that adopted young orphan eggs, which now I understand why he's called eggs, because I made fun of that last week. (laughs) He and a bold rich girl come to the rescue. I I feel like they really did not capture the... Like the feel, the setting of of the movie, like no. it's very generalized. It doesn't give you a sense of like that Victorian era or or um you know, just that kind of. It just seems really plain to me for them to like. They even call the girl a rich girl. She's like a lord's daughter or whatever. That even would have at least told me kind of a little bit more of what I was getting right. into. Well,
0: it's like how we always say they're either like dead on or way off yeah I mean, so
2: exactly so all right well let's get into the five sentence synopsis so we know exactly what what went on in this here flim. uh number one arch archibald snatcher which is just fun to say a man with high hopes of becoming a part of the upper crust in the town of cheesebridge makes a <laughs> pact with lord portly rind to rid the city of the monstrous box trolls, a community of trolls that live under Cheesebridge and terrorize the populace. Number 2, Eggs, a boy raised by box trolls becomes of age to, and of age to start raiding the streets of Cheesebridge with a surrogate box troll father, Fish, but quickly runs into Snatcher and his group of box troll exterminators. Number 3, when Fish gets captured, eggs decides to venture out on his own to the streets above in search of fish and the other captured box trolls where he runs into Winnie Lord Portly Rhine's daughter. Number four eggs finds fish and the others in a factory where snatcher is forcing them to build a huge machine to more easily capture the box trolls. And he learns from Winnie about his past as the baby that had gone missing when his box troll loving father tossed him out the window and into their care. Finally, number five, with the help of Winnie, Eggs is able to blend into society to approach Lord Portly Rind about Snatcher's wrongdoings and show that he is proof that the Box Trolls are not the horrible monsters Snatcher made them out to be. But only when Snatcher finishes his giant Box Troll catching machine does the Lord listen to reason. Man, I feel like I accidentally wrote some tongue twisters in there. Holy cow. <laughs> Names like Eggs and Fish and Lord, Lord Portly Rind. So,
0: yeah, you did, but it's okay.
2: Yes. Um that's kind of I mean it's pretty uh cut and dry as far as the story goes. It was very uh very let's say not there weren't any turns or any surprises to be had, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about a kids film here, so it it's not yeah. exactly, you know. It's it's good versus evil and stuff like that. And you had some of the characters talking about there. Were, I did like how some of the minions, so to speak, were questioning what side of the the good or evil that they were on, given their their point of view, which was. I, w- I won't say it was like laugh out loud, funny or anything like that, but it was kind of funny to to see them talk about, you know, is what we're doing right, I guess, from our point of view, it is right. or whatever. So those were kind of more. Something I would think would be lost on kids, depending on their age, I think. Um, but yeah, so a very simple story. Uh, let's let's get into what I liked.
0: And, I, and it's based on a book. Is it really? Yeah, uh, yeah I did not know that.
2: Monsters. Yep.
0: By By Alan, Alan Monster, Snow, sorry. which what published in two thousand five.
2: By who? I'm sorry, I, I missed the, the author.
0: Uh, Alan Snow.
2: Okay, two thousand five. So quite a ways back.
0: Then yep, 2005 from... in britain and then 2006 uh here in the states interesting i
2: wonder how i would assume it quite closely resembles the book then um
0: i yeah uh, it looks like he has well interesting too knowing that not only did he write it but he also contains the book contains let's see over 500 black and white illustrations
2: oh nice i like so. when they do that hmm mm. So yeah, let's talk about what I liked and a uh, simple story. I personally didn't mind it in this, in this film. I mean, it's to be expected when you're going to watch a kid's animation film like this, but I find that when they don't make the story, when they don't go out of their way to overcomplicate things, they can um, focus more on the aesthetic of, of the film that they're doing. Cause this is a claymation film. And that's another thing that I really loved about this movie is it's. this I think this is probably one of the best looking claymation movies I've seen to the point where like my wife was was wondering if it even was claymation or if it was um, if a it CG. was a CG just to make it look. Yeah, like Yeah,
0: it's um, it's 3D stop motion. So it isn't I don't think it is claymation. Technically, is it 3D stop motion? Yeah, that's what Wikipedia's told me. Um, how do I want to pronounce it? Uh. Leica is the production company like entertainment they did Paranorman and Coraline yeah. as well. Um, so yeah that's it, it looks you know looks like claymation definitely but I believe it's actually all just 3D. See, but it's I w- still but it still uses stop motion which is interesting so there must be a different te- technique than just doing 3D animation while you're doing 3D stop motion as well.
2: Well I was going to say cuz it does look like some of the um
0: Well, hold on. No, that doesn't say that it's computer graphic. 3D stop motion just means you're using a 3D figure, you know, like a models or something. So that's what I was wondering. I think. Yeah.
2: Well, regard either way, there's got to be some computer effects going on in uh, like because the smoke looks great. You can tell that they they computer generated smoke. I mean, that you'd pretty much have to. Um, But like they have a real they almost look like they've their face textures and stuff were painted on. Because mm-hmm. like if you watch them closely as they as they talk and stuff, uh, there there are a lot of frames of expression. I mean, if you go back and watch something like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, it's still great, but the the quality, the precision that they could get was a little bit. It was just a little bit rougher back then. Um, but here, everything's so clean, and you know you've got the 1080p and and whatnot, um, that it almost looks like they've been painted. On their skin or something like that. But I think that was just a I think that's a trick of the eyes when they're when they're talking and stuff. But either way, it just looks great. It has a great overall like everything kind of came together really well. The backgrounds and the characters all stand out from one another. There's no muddiness. And weirdly, for something like this, the lighting really stood out to me. Um, sometimes you'll get really flat lighting and something like this, or, or, um, they'll go in and draw in shadows later or something, because it's really hard to, you'd think it'd be more easy to manipulate the lighting the way that you want it or whatever, but you're not only lighting for, for effect, but you're also lighting for the scene for, um, to be able to, to photograph the thing. Like it's gotta be, you know, really brightly lit and everything. So sometimes I think you lose that depth and everything, but here it was, um, it was very, very nice looking, very appealing to the eye. So I thought I've seen Paranorman and Paranorman looks pretty good too, but even this looks like a bump up from, from that. Um, So that was one of the things, probably the thing that stood out to me for this film. Um, But speaking of which, I think all the characters were, were really well done. They all had kind of their own charm. The the box trolls are really cute and they're, they're, they're pretty fun. They kind of reminded me of, um, not in look or anything, but they kind of just reminded me of um, uh, like the minions or or (laughs) something from um, just because they had their own little language. They kind of do little silly things. They're not quite as like at the forefront as the minions are from Despicable Me, but kind of had that feeling to it. Um, But I got to say, I don't know if it was the marketing that they did for this movie or what, but I, I guess I didn't realize like the Victorian setting or, or, well, kind of Victorian setting or, or anything like that. I thought it was set in modern day for some reason. So oh, really? I, I had a lot of misconceptions about this movie when I was going in that I was like, Oh, this is, this is way different than I, I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Cause I, I think I only saw uh, a trailer for another, at another movie for it. And I don't think I, I don't think I put two and two together or something like that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh the really the only thing I didn't like about the movie is there were some pacing issues. It's not extraordinarily long. I think it's just over ninety minutes. But okay. um the 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 dance scene sticks out in my mind. When he's going uh. to talk to Lord uh Portley Rind, there's like this weird dance scene where um you find out that uh uh Frufru, Lady Frufru or whatever <laughs> her name is is actually um spoiler is actually um the snatcher guy. And uh so he's like chasing um eggs around this dance thing and I, it just felt like it was kind of like hey, we need to fill in 10 5 or 10 minutes. Let's have them go around in this dancing and I, I don't know, it kind of slowed the whole thing down just for him to get to this Lord Portly Rhine guy and talk to him and say, "Hey, box trolls aren't bad and then we all knew what was going to happen and they even said it in the movies the The daughter was like he doesn't listen to, to me so he's not going to listen to you either so they, I felt like they spent a lot of time on that that they didn't need to because we all knew what was going to happen so um, is there anything that you guys uh, liked or disliked about the movie that I might not have covered or, um, or something like that
0: no not that you didn't cover I mean I just like to add that you know I really like the, the Victorian setting oh. and the that Mm -hmm. style
1: when i watched it i had one thing which i was puzzling over um the baby when the baby went down to the box trolls initially at the start the baby was very very young yeah and i was wondering wondering where the where the where the baby learned to talk because the box trolls don't talk that's true yeah that's
2: a good point
0: i I wonder too if i if if he would be able to speak or if he would speak Box trolling, you
4: know.
0: <laughs> I would I would expect him to not speak as
1: good English as he did <laughs> right. being no.
2: raised by creatures no. that didn't speak English themselves. I, I think that would have made for a more interesting film, actually. Yeah.
0: I did do that is uh, when that gets explained too, uh, cuz i wondered what happened with his father it's like boy that got a bit dark out of nowhere didn't it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> where he, he, they think that he just straight up murdered his dad and turns out he captured him but yeah. it was just like yeah it did get a little dark there all i know is is jelly he he loves his jelly <laughs> he wants
0: jelly 그래 you, you watched this with your daughter did she enjoy it or? yeah she did yeah
1: i watched it with my youngest this afternoon my oldest has watched it at school of all places Towards the end mm-hmm. of last term when you know where they were winding down for the holidays and, and she enjoyed it and I watched it with my six year old i mean we watched the the la we watched kind of the last uh we watched about half an hour of it yesterday and we watched about another hour of it today this okay. afternoon and and she and she really she really enjoyed it actually there were a couple of moments where she was a bit scared and uh the the one bit which made her laugh out loud was when the cheese man exploded. She tells me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, spoiler! Sorry. Oh, that's quite fine. That, that's all right. Let's assume that we're going to spoil everything for you, because if you didn't watch the movie, then then you uh, are not participating. I mean I,
1: I mean, I I've watched a lot of kids' movies. Um, you know, not least of all because I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, but. Mm. Um, it, it was a, it was a it was an amazing looking movie like like you say it did look really really good and there there was a lot of I thought there was a lot of dynamic between the dark and the light with a yeah. lot of movies they kind they, they kind of pick a they kind of pick a spectrum and just kind of stick with it but you had really bright sections and you had really very dark sections yeah uh, that is it, true which which I found worked really well for for me it kind of you know it kind of made the the change seem more dramatic. Yeah and I, and I did love I did love the um Ben Ben Kingsley's character Oh yeah uh- he it was kind of like he was almost like the child catcher and mary poppins crossed with russell brand or something <laughs> he, it was just just the way he hmm. spoke i mean i, I think it's like he said if I, if i had not read the cast list i would not have known it was him from the way he did it
2: yeah exactly we had it. we were trying to we had to look up on imdb because i'm like i knew he was in here somewhere and i'm like i don't hear his his voice really But he uh, but like once you know who it is and you listen closely enough, you're like, okay, I can hear because he's a lot. He seems to be at more of the bottom of his register. So uh, of of his voice. So it's really hard to detect until you kind of you can hear a little bit in it as you go along. So.
1: No, but we enjoyed it again. I would say it's not not a standout. Amazing hit for us, but uh, me and my daughter did, did enjoy it and and she she didn't get bored and she, you know, which is when I put a film on for, for the children to watch, I don't want them, you know, getting bored and wandering around, which yeah. which didn't happen. She she was engaged, she was interested, she wanted to see what happened at the end. She laughed when she thought it was funny, got a little bit scared here and there, but you know, they kind of put these moments of peril in just to kind of keep the story going really, don't they?
2: Mhm. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's all, that's all you can ask for in a movie. You laugh when you're supposed to, you're afraid when exactly. you're supposed to be, and uh, you want to find out what, what happens in the end. I think the best thing to say about this movie is like, much like Paranorman, it's um, kind of a step away from what you normally would see in an animated film. It's kind of like, it goes in the non, It, it it's not as, um, disney-ish or anything like that as, yeah, as kind of normal a movies Ritty. are yeah so um if you're looking for something a little bit different if you're getting tired of like frozen and all, all of those other types of movies oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> i would say maybe give it maybe give it a try you know well, I, I was gonna say yeah pretty much uh i think that train is still still rolling pretty steadily the uh the the frozen train. So Uh, um, when it came out on DVD, I think
1: my two were watching it twice a week. And I think I'd seen it by this point, I would probably seen it about 10 times. And and now the interest (laughs) has started to very slowly tail off and we're interested in other things again. So,
2: so you you just don't (laughs) mention it and you hope that it slowly dies or goes away. And you're just like, all right, I think, I think the disc is in the player up in our bedroom and
1: nobody's noticed that it's not down here. And I'm I'm not going to bring the issue (laughs) up.
2: (laughs) Well, let's. Uh, uh, I mean, ultimately, was it entertaining? And yes, I, it was. I really, I really appreciated this film. Um, something to check out when you're when you're just kind of looking for something a little bit different. Uh, Netflix's guess for me was a four. Uh, Jason, I can't. I think you said well, yours I was, was gonna, a four. I was well? going to find a way oh, to that's find right. it
0: on the new Netflix. That's right, Graham. Would
2: you? Do you happen to know what it? Uh, what Netflix? You know, it isn't on the UK version of Netflix. <gasps> I have to oh. watch it
1: through other sources, so I oh, can't tell you.
2: Netflix is dropping the ball yet again. Yeah. Well, then they kind of seem to be a bit slow to catch up in the UK compared to uh, in the USA. I don't know why. I know Canada has that same problem where things are a little different and as far as I content think goes.
1: Your last week's movie was was not on Netflix for me either, and also Silicon Valley is not in the UK version either. Dang. <sighs>
2: You know, that's Somebody something other... I I didn't really consider that when I when I'm picking these that they might not be available for international listeners.
1: Hmm. I mean, to be honest, I probably would watch a lot of well, I, for Netflix, I, we do tend to put it on for the girls and let them choose a movie occasionally. Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, it probably would have rated it quite highly for me because we <laughs> tend to watch a lot of that sort of stuff through through the Netflix account. So I mean. It's probably a fair guess that it would it would have aimed for sort of the mid to high end for me. I would think.
2: Well, there you go. Um, as far as my star rating goes, I think I would give it a four. I think I'm going to give it a four. Um,
0: That's what I did as well.
2: Okay, it's not. It's not like you said, Graham. It's it's not really like the the pinnacle of of a. Uh, uh, an animation, uh, children or a family animation film. It it uh, it doesn't have everything, but the stuff that it did do, it did well. So for that alone, I I I think it's a step above average for sure, especially in the looks sounds department. Um, but it's not gonna it's not going to you know, um, surprise you in any way. I don't think. Um, so I, that's a solid four for me. Jason's four from you. What do you think, Graham? What would you...
1: I think I'm probably going to go along with you guys. I'm going to go for a four as well, actually. Ah, there you go. It it, it, it does what it does well, but it's like I said, there there are not really any surprises in there.
0: There you go. The fours have it. The
2: fours have
0: it. Luke, what's, um, what do we got next week?
2: Yeah, let's talk. Next week's going to be quite, uh, quite a bit different. Um, I'm dipping back into the the documentary pool because I feel like uh, the first time around was 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 kind of like an easy. It was a bit of an easy uh, stretch to go along that we would do something about video games or something like that. So I, I chose uh, a crime documentary called The Imposter.
0: Uh, we found a kid here, He's about
2: 14, to 15 years old.
0: The thought of what somebody could have done to him, it gives you nightmares. As long as I remember, I wanted to be someone else. We had no idea what kind of person we were getting. He had changed so much.
2: There was just something wrong about it. sit So The Imposter yeah it's uh Netflix describes it as this an investigator sets out to unravel a mystery about a 13 year old boy who vanishes in Texas only to show up 3 la- years later in Spain Now I believe this is real documentary style um interviews and stuff like that but I also think that it's been um it's kind of like half movie as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I watched a trailer and they made it seem like they at least did some reenacting or something like hired actual actors or not actual actors, but uh, not anybody you would know anyway, but people who can portray these parts to, to kind of fill in the story as opposed to just, having somebody tell you what's happening or, or whatever. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do think that it's not just straight up documentary style. So, um, I do know that it is, it's very, highly, very highly, um, rated, or at least people have been talking about it. So I thought, you know what, why not? We'll give it a try. See, see what we think. Um, I didn't do a, you may know section because I looked at this and that's why I was telling you about the, the actors and stuff. Um, Nobody oh, yeah. that I, nobody that you would really know. Um, I hope it's done well. Um, but just based off from the, the, you may know trying to figure out who's in this or who is behind it. The only thing I can say is that it was directed by someone who I know he did an episode of um, locked up abroad and stuff like that. So he looking at his credentials, he's kind of, this is sort of his niche of, um, of a uh, criminal documentary style um shows or documentaries or, or whatever. Okay. So um but Netflix's guess for me was a four and a half. I don't know why, but that is a very high goal that is about as perfect as you can get. So huh.
0: yeah it has I'm me just above a four. So
2: yeah so I'm I'm curious to see uh how this turns out. But uh, it looked good. It looks uh, so if you like criminal mystery uh documentary things then uh give it a try.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's do the grab bag and wrap this thing up. And really, uh, this, is, <laughs> this grab bag is kind of dedicated to you, Graham. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> it was all sent from uh, RoboPig. So let's go. First I and foremost, <laughs> congratulations to Graham on the honor that is being a Flux to post cast See, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I devised a few questions to help us better understand life across the pond. Number one, how many times are you required by law to say hello, governor, each day?
1: I believe
0: it's three times a day or
1: you get sent to the tower with a roast beef sandwich.
0: <laughs> there you have it. Three times a day. Number two.
1: Four on weekends.
0: four on weekends. Dang.
2: When you're being a bit cheeky. <laughs> oh gosh. I can do this.
0: Oh, I'll right in. Uh, how many terms <laughs> did Benny Hill serve as Prime Minister?
1: You guys heard of Benny Hill? Um, I have. Is this reference lost on you?
0: <laughs> I oh, I, know, I never watched much of his comedy, but I know the theme song.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, going to say go. I've heard of it. I've heard of like, for instance, my. My mom will talk about it or something like that, but not, uh, never seen it or anything like that myself. I believe
0: that's actually my dad has that as the ringtone for when I call him. It's the Benny Hill
2: music. Oh, man. It's yes, actually, I, think,
1: I believe the song's actually written by Ch- Chet Atkins.
0: Ah, oh, interesting. So it's a country
1: tune called Yakity, Yakity Axe or Yakity oh, Yak. I oh, oh yeah, Yakity Yak or yeah, Yakity yeah. Sacks. Did, 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 did that one,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Benny Hill.
2: <laughs> Pretty much it's the funny. the thing that everything has been sped up in like of people running around rooms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that right. that song. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny
1: because they did uh, like a TV retrospective of, you know, TV 20 30 years ago in this country and they mm-hmm. showed some of the scenes from Benny Hill and I just don't think you'd be allowed to show them now. It it was really <laughs> yeah. near the knuckle now and it was kind of, you know, Nod and a wink, and you know, just some of the humour would have seemed to be highly inappropriate in today's political. Right. You know, it's kind of it was considered cheeky back then, but yeah. But now it's kind of
2: seen to be a little
1: bit too far, maybe.
3: <laughs> right, right.
2: Well, it's... nowadays it's a lot easier to be up in arms about something and have everyone hear your opinion. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of cheeky. Just what the hell is a Cheeky Nando?
1: Ah, no. This is something which has been referred to on some UK podcasts. Nando's is a fast food chain in the UK. Mm. Similar, similar. I can only guess, to kind of like um, like a Taco Bell or something. Okay. And, it, and, and it's mainly kind of it – it's literally just chicken. Chicken <laughs> chips, seriously. Uh, the reason this is so popular is because it's actually – Compared to a lot of the fast food outlets, it's it's relatively cheap in this country. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I and I can't remember whether it's based on Portuguese, but it's it's basically piri piri, which is the kind of the spiced chicken, and you can also buy spiced fries and also spiced sweet corn. And they ah. do a range of sauces and marinades for kind of your barbecuing or your home
2: cooking as well
0: that sounds good
1: good lord sounds I'm really good. I'm
2: sweating already. that sounds like my <laughs> hell. I can't
1: eat anything here damn it but you have you have grades and you can choose to not have it if you want to as well so oh, they, kind of, they 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 tailor it to you. You can go from you know volcano to
2: nancy boy <laughs> and in, any and anywhere in between. I'm a Nancy boy. I I cannot stand spicy food. I love the flavor, but it it reacts with me in such a way that Jason's seen it firsthand. I just start sweating immediately, like without question. Mm -hmm. I get quite entertained by this. It's awful. But I try. I give it my best
0: shot. Now he's getting so personal. Wait,
2: what's a cheeky Nando then? What is the cheeky Nando part? Oh, no. Well, a lot of people are kind of go, oh, we've,
1: uh, you know, we've been, we've been out, we've had a few drinks, we've had a good night. Should we get a cheeky Nando's when we go on the way home? <laughs> you know, you know, let's slyly pick up some takeaway on the way back. Or... It really
2: is the Taco yeah, Bell yeah. then of the UK because that's basically of, yeah. Taco Bell's, <laughs> oh, let's get like a bunch of Bud Light and then we'll stop by and get some Taco Bell, which sounds like the most gastrointestinal intestinal nightmare you could possibly think of it just sounds right.
1: kind like, of just kind of sounds like the worst takeaway in the world what do they do chicken how about if you're a vegetarian
0: <laughs> <Chips>. right <laughs> oh
1: gosh <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well number four is getting personal your wife is she a goer you know what i mean wink wink nudge nudge uh, he's oh obviously a fan of
4: the
1: monty python isn't he um,
0: <laughs> yes yes he is
1: Uh, I haven't got an answer for him I'm too much of a gentleman to uh, answer
3: questions of that nature
0: Very nice Take the high road, I like that (laughs) He does have one serious question Which Bond is the best Bond He also adds He will accept answers of Sean Connery or not Roger Moore
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know I, I did used to like Pierce Brosnan and I thought he was okay and then my wife ever so recently watched um was it Mamma Mia where he sings in it? <laughs> uh, and I and I have to say, from that point on I cannot take the man seriously. <laughs> it has destroyed any credibility he had in my eyes.
0: Uh, Roger Moore. Have, have, have you had the
2: misfortune
1: of seeing this movie? No. No, never.
0: Don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the
0: plan. Well exactly. consider it done. I will not. I will not. Uh yeah, that's that's all the grab bag we got. It's kind of weird on the weekend, but uh that's how it goes. But I liked the theme. I liked the little uh little grill session he gave you. But you perform yeah. you performed admirably.
2: That's all that we can ask for. Here.
0: That's all I'd expect either. Well, I know it's getting a little bit late over in Graham's side yeah, of the world. Yeah, what time is
2: it for you right now? Uh,
1: it's uh, seven minutes past eleven at the moment here. Oh, okay.
2: We would just normally be wrapping up if we started at the usual time. Then, so. It,
0: exactly. So Graham, Graham's got a taste <laughs> of what our world is like. That's right. I've now seen how the sausage is made. Yes, yes. Well you now still... it's gonna taste terrible.
2: I you know, I like sausage too, so just because I've seen how I've actually made sausage sausage terrible <laughs> looking. It's it's quite difficult if you haven't done it before. So <laughs> uh, but I
0: still eat it every day. Every of course. Day. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh
2: it's grab back time it's yeah, the end of the show is. you know
0: well i, I do want to say graham thanks so much for being patient with us this past couple of months while we finally got a time nailed down where you could come on yes. the show and thanks for taking the time to come on the show oh,
1: thank you for having
0: me anytime
2: well not anytime because you know
0: <laughs> yeah you, you time zones asleep. and such yeah exactly <laughs> most times most times
2: some of the times
0: <laughs> and beyond that, I mean that's all we got. Uh Graham, if people don't already, which many of our listeners probably do, and if they'd want to for some reason because they've <laughs> they've they've learned so much about you and they wanna they wanna see what they, interesting tweets they want
2: to disagree with my opinion. <laughs> yeah, they want to yell at
0: you about your opinions. How can they like how can they find you on, do on they the send world the, of Twitter? Where do they send the hate
1: mail? Well send fan mail too. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I'm on Twitter and I'm at ghamox14, which was yeah. actually, believe it or not, was actually my Xbox gamer tag, which just kind of evolved into a Twitter handle because I didn't think I would e- I would ever use Twitter as much as, as I have done.
3: Huh.
0: Well, that works, though. Yeah. Makes it easy. Uh,
1: time for a change, but, you know, I don't it's... know. It's
2: kind of short, and it's kind of fairly unique. No, you got to keep it, man. It's your branding. You're stuck <laughs> with it now. Especially now that you've announced it on the podcast, because... Oh, no, the
1: the the T-shirts are printed.
2: Yeah, exactly. Your name (laughs) tag is on there and everything, so we can't change it now. Sorry. Okay, yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll stick with it then. (laughs) Okay.
0: There you go. Well, folks, that will do it for the 71st episode of this here podcast. On behalf of myself, Mr. Rose and Graham, have a uh, great week, and we'll see you back here when we do this thing again. Only maybe better maybe probably half-assed really so let's go with that so we'll see you then